0: Hi, and welcome to The Movement Diaries, a no-holds-barred podcast where we'll unpack all things exercise and movement within the world of the no-pain, no-gain fitness culture. Hosted by me, Movement Coach Jordana Edelstein, we'll dive into why exercise has notoriously become all about self-punishment, fixing what's wrong with how your body looks, and burning off last night's pizza rather than simply feeling good and strong in your own skin. Let's have some honest, candid conversations about how to shift the all or nothing mindset around fitness and reclaim movement and exercise as a way to feel capable, confident, and empowered in your own body and mind. Ready to break the rules of exercise with me? Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back. It's episode 97 of the Movement Diaries, and I'm going to be totally transparent with you and let you know that I recorded this episode earlier today. It was about 20, 25 minutes and as I was out, I think, like dropping off Ben or picking them up or doing something, all of a sudden, all these things popped into my head that I really wanted to say and forgot to say. And I was like, what should I do? Should I go back? Should I add it on? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to redo it. I've only done this maybe a handful of times in the 97 episodes I've done. Um, And I just think like, I always like to be honest with you guys, like this is real life. I'm not perfect. I'm not like a professional podcaster. I'm just over here like doing my best and figuring it out. And um, sometimes a redo is in order. So here's what I wanted to talk about today. I've kind of shared a little bit of this on Instagram. And what I wanted to talk about was the fact that I have very just recently in the last couple of weeks started reintroducing high intensity interval training into like my workout regimen for the first time in many 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 years. Um and there's several reasons why I am doing this and I wanted to talk through them today. And the first is that you know, over the last I don't know, how long, maybe handful of months, I've been feeling this, like, this sense, the sensation in my body of wanting to work hard and challenge myself and breathe hard and sweat in a way that walking and strength training is not, has not been doing. And that's not to say that they are at fault or that there's something lacking, right? It's kind of like you need the right thing to meet the objective that you're after. And those two things are not necessarily going to do that. Um, And I've been feeling this sensation building up and kind of ignoring it because, I didn't like really know what to do about it. Um, it kind of felt a little bit unfamiliar and it had been such a long time since I'd done these type of workouts. I really didn't know like where to turn to. And I knew I didn't want to go back to like the things I had done before, like orange theory or like bootcamp classes or circuit training or stuff like that. Cause I knew that was just, I don't need 45 minutes of this. I was like, I need like a true, like 20 minute hit workout um, where I work really hard and then rest and work really hard and then rest. That's what true HIIT training is. If you're going to a HIT class, it's 45 minutes. That's not actually a HIT class. That's like super intense stuff that is actually far beyond that what your body needs and can in some cases actually, um, create additional like new stress on your body through the intensity of that workout, but separate thing. Um, and so, And I think it was really when we were in Greece. So maybe like six weeks ago, I really started to feel this like sensation building up. And then just a couple of weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago at this point, I'm like, okay, I got to take action on this. And I just decided to do a workout on the Peloton app. It was easy. We're already paying for it. I have it. I'm like, well, if I, if I hate it, like whatever, I can always turn it off. There's like, no, it was like low risk. And I, Picked out a couple workouts. I bookmarked them. I did it, and it felt awesome. And it was super fucking hard. Let me tell you. Like I was just in my basement doing like, um, like these different like skipping actions and uh, mountain climbers and different kind of like squat movements. And it was really challenging. And it was exactly what I was looking for. And it it, part of part of the reason that I re-recorded this and I wanted to share this was that there's a sense of vitality. That you can access through moving your body, through moving your body at all, and through moving it in ways that really show you what you are capable of, like physically as a human, like what your body can do. And for some people that goes to like pretty extreme places, like people who run like ultra marathons and do like really tough competitions. And I'm not saying you need to do that at all. Trust me, I have no interest in that. I do think there is tremendous value in doing this in like a really attainable, sustainable way in this type of workout. And especially as you think about like body image and the way we talk to ourselves, feeling what your body can do and focusing on that physical sensation of movement and intensity and breathing hard and sweat is so powerful because in those moments, you can't really think about any of that shit. You can really only focus on like what the sensations are in your body and seeing and feeling that like you're doing it. Like that thing is happening. And it is really, really powerful. And it felt so, so good. And I wanted to kind of like as a segue from this, talk about like how this relates to the work I've done with food because I mentioned that I'd been noticing and kind of feeling this urge, for lack of a better term, for a while and didn't really know what to do with it. And the fact that I was able to notice that sensation is 100,000% a byproduct of the self-trust I've built around food and knowing what different sensations feel like in my body. um, You know, as basic as like the different types, not different types, but different amounts of hunger and fullness, right? Knowing that those things exist on a spectrum, like hungry, hunger and fullness are not like binary. It's not an on off switch. There's a lot of nuance to it. And the skill of being able to separate the difference between being like starving and being kind of a standard amount of hungry and being a little bit hungry and being a little bit full and being stuffed and feeling sick. That physical awareness applies to so much of knowing like what types of foods I need to eat that give me energy and what types of foods kind of like deplete and drain my energy. What types of foods really lead me to have cravings and feel snacky and what types of foods don't. Like really being able to trust what I'm sensing as a result of working on these skills and working them and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and then more practicing and continuing to practicing, continuing practicing them like every day as I continue to do now. Um, and what's so cool is to see that work show up in other realms of my life. The exercise thing being one of them also in like relationships and how you connect to people and how you notice yourself behaving and responding friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, like you become much more aware of what's happening internally and it just kind of changes, it changes everything. It's like, you can't unsee it. It's like, once you know that it's there, it's like, you can't not know that it's there. Um, and it's just really cool and really interesting to see how that work around food starts to overlap and positively impact other parts of my life. Um, so, you know, that is one part that I wanted to to talk about that, to talk about. Another part of this is like the health piece, Right, and thinking about well, like what what do we really need to do for like our health and wellness? Right, you guys know I walk and I've been strength training since um, consistently again since January. I've strength trained at other points in my life for longer periods of time, um, but always while I was dieting, so not really able to get kind of the, the really maximum benefit of it as um, I'm working towards right now. And I've been really consistent with those things. I've been consistently walking for many years at this point um, and consistently strength training for coming up on like nine months, which is a really good amount of time. Um, and given that, knowing that adding in this new thing is like in addition to, right, it's not either or, and feeling really confident in my ability to add this in once a week, because that's all that I am like physically kind of feeling that urge for is once a week in a way that I'll be able to do it consistently, Because there is a really big health benefit to these higher intensity workouts um, that is shown like in the science and in the research. And this is not my area of expertise. And I'm not here to like teach you about that. I'm just here to share like my experience and why I am doing it. Um, I have learned a decent amount from a woman named Dr. Gabrielle Lyon around this and also around protein and building muscle and the relationship of muscle to longevity and quality of life. Muscle is. Muscles, everything, you guys, like it is so, so important um, and impacts your quality of life, the quality of the longevity of your life. Um, it impacts, it. There's, it's in direct relationship with your endocrine system um, and your immune system. And there's so many interactions between these things. Muscles, not just about like, oh, look, my arms look really toned or, oh, look, I can pick up like a heavy box right? Those things are fine, but there's a lot more to it about that that affects your health systemically and over a very long period of time. Now, that being said, HIT training is not really about strength per se. Um, strength training is for that, right? They serve two different purposes. That's why the HIT training is kind of incremental because it has a different role. Um, and it's, of course, it feels great to want to be doing that, but I will tell you that even if I didn't want to be doing it, it is something that I would be working to add in because of those health benefits and because I know how important the impact of that is. And I want to be taking care of myself in a way that's like very forward thinking. Um, and this comes down to like front loading discomfort, right? Being uncomfortable in the moment for a benefit later on. Now, that being said, I'm, I will never and I would never suggest That anyone suffer through a workout so intense that they are so miserable that you're vomiting, that you feel sick, that you literally like totally dread the workout in every way, shape or form. Like, no. Um, But maybe being like, oh my God, this is going to be really hard. I don't know if I can get through this. Like Feeling like some level of intensity and physical challenge has benefit, one, physically, and two, to prove to yourself what you're capable of. I didn't actually used to be a big believer in that, and I have changed my belief in that over time, in that going through challenging experiences and purposefully um, exposing ourselves to challenging experiences through workouts become evidence of what we are both physically and mentally capable of. Um, And then it just, then that we can use that evidence as we go through life and as we need to draw on that when we're in a challenging situation. Um so there's kind of like the piece that I started off talking about where like I felt this and I noticed it and it's the self-trust and it's the 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 benefit of all the work I've done around food and then there's also like I know that I need and want to do this like for my health and well-being. Um and I'm sharing that with you because there was a, a period of time where I really talked about that like you should never do anything that like feels like so challenging that you like you dread doing it or that like HIIT workouts are only like for weight loss and that anyone who does HIT workouts like is punishing themselves and only cares about like burning calories and like making these really big sweeping generalizations that it's so much more nuanced than that. Um, and I do believe there is a place for workouts that feel really challenging. Not that you dread it, but maybe you're not like, oh my God, this is my most favorite thing to do right? But there is some there is some looking forward to it because you know the benefit on the back end, even if in the moment it feels uncomfortable. And then as it relates to, you know, like the weight loss piece and the calories and like the quote, I'm using air quotes, like fat burning. This is where we get into this idea of like how something looks on the outside, right? It's much, it's about your why, About it's about your intention. So I used to do workouts like this All the time. This was kind of like what I did. I would run and I would do boot camp classes or orange theory or like all different kinds of stuff, like crazy hot yoga, very high intensity stuff, all for the sole purpose of weight loss. That was it. What's going to burn the most calories? What's going to make up for what I ate last night? What's going to earn me the food I want to eat and give me permission to go out and eat whatever I want? A lot of really disordered, punitive, maladaptive thinking, right? Intricately interweaving exercise and food in a very emotionally damaging way. And so as I moved away from that quite a while ago, I think that I had to go through this really long period of time of not doing these workouts to be in a place where I could revisit them with a totally different intention, right? Because I'm doing them now with no uh, like designs on weight loss or how many calories they're burning, it is purely for two reasons. One, because I'm feeling the need to, to move my body in that way and feel those sensations. and two for the systemic health benefits. Um, it, you know, sometimes weight loss, not sometimes weight loss can happen as a byproduct of certain things. right That's what I talk about in terms of food, separate episode, but like when you're working your skills around food, you will get to your best weight. For some people, that's weight loss. For some people, that's weight gain, if you've been really restricting and under eating. But the outcome, there's a there's a byproduct that happens sometimes as a result of doing things for a very different reason, which is a really interesting and kind of unique way of approaching things. I don't know if this is going to impact my weight, and I don't care. It may or may not. Like, that's really neither here nor there for me. Um, but I used to speak out. Against these type of workouts. I'm being totally honest with you guys, and if you've been with me for a long time then then you know that. It's not going to come as a surprise to you. If you're newer, it might be news to you. And I did it because I had like I think a very binary way of thinking about things for a period of time. And to be honest, like I think that good coaches and good teachers are constantly reevaluating and rethinking and learning and changing the way they talk about things. And if they're not, I don't know. I like. I think we need to stay open-minded and not just grounded in things because we said them or because we used to believe them. Like, we're allowed to change our beliefs based on new information and based on opinions changing, right? Um, I mean, you follow with me because you connect with my beliefs and my opinions and because I share factual information. But, you know, you can get this factual information from a lot of places. A lot of it has to do with sort of like personal values and how I communicate and share all that with you. Um, so... It comes down to the reason why, what is your intention, right? If you're doing hit workouts right now because you have a weight loss goal or because, which is fine, right? This is not about a weight loss goal being bad. It's about really weight loss does not really happen as a byproduct of exercise. It's really much more about nutrition, Again, like separate episode. Um, but if you're doing it in a punitive way, right, because of that, that very sort of, um, uh, dysfunctional relationship that we equate between food and exercise, um, or because you think this is what a workout has to be, or that it doesn't count if it's not super intense, that like going for a walk and not sweating or not being out of breath like doesn't count, right? Those are Those are very different reasons. And I think it's just important to like stop and notice. And then what benefit does that ultimately have for you? Because sometimes those things can build up and create their own stress, which then sort of like, counteracts the the goal of the benefit of the exercise right if doing the exercise itself and the way it makes you feel and the way the thoughts around it have a negative impact right that that matters um it kind of goes back to like food like you can eat all the nutritious food in the world but if you're restricting and you're obsessed about how you're doing it like the stress of that is going to like wipe out the health benefits of doing that in you know inflammation and mental anxiety and just so many other ways. Um, so it's like, what is your why? Why are you doing something for me? I'm doing this, again, for the two reasons I've already mentioned several times. And it's just really interesting because I used to do these same things, but for a very different reason and with a lot more frequency. I can tell you that I will never go back to doing hit workouts five days a week because there's actually not a health benefit to that. You don't need that type of intense workout that frequently. I will walk, almost like seven days a week. I will strength train two to three days a week. And I'm going to add in the hit works right now. It's just one time a week. Does the research show that more than that is really ideal? Yes, it does. And I'm not running to that. Right now I'm doing once a week because that's what's feeling good for me. So I'm not focusing on like, oh, this is what I need to do. And this is what everything says. And this is like, this is the only thing that matters for health. Like something is better than nothing. Almost all the time, unless you're sick or injured or have something else going on, right? Something's better than nothing. So, you know, that's kind of how I'm approaching this. And the purpose of me talking through this is not to tell you to start doing hit workouts or, you know, to convince you of anything. It's just to share my experience. Like it's a really interesting kind of observation for me about how I've shifted why, my why and my beliefs about something both personally, as the person like doing the workout and also like as a coach and how, you know, I kind of share things with people. And I wanted to share that with you because you're allowed to change and evolve too. Um, and I hope that you do, right? Because as we learn and get new information and have more experiences, like those things shape us. We are humans and we are adaptable, right? We're not machines, We are living, breathing humans and we adapt to change, just like we adapt to strength training and we adapt and our bodies respond to HIIT workouts and our bodies respond to walking and our bodies respond to what we eat. Um, You know, like you put a battery into a a machine to make it work, right? And it's the same battery with the same voltage, you know, relatively speaking, some need more, some need less. But think about like how, how complex a human is. You put different types of food into different humans and you get different outputs and like I think that's one of the most important things for me to share, not just in the context of this episode, but in general, is that we are adaptable. We are constantly changing based on what we do and what we don't do. The stimulus that we give our bodies through movement, through um, through exercise, through food, through sleep, through stress, and through the absence of those things as well, right? The absence of stimulus, Is like its own stimulus. And we adapt and respond to that as well. It's like the use it or lose it sort of phenomenon. And that is so amazing and wonderful because it means that we are always capable of change. And I know we may think that we're not, and that especially like kind of mentally and emotionally, like we are who we are. And to a certain extent, like, yes, some of that is true. But in some of our our habits and behaviors, we are absolutely capable of change it's just about starting very small and very doable and showing yourself what you are capable of right with these hit workouts doing one 10 or 15 minute hit workout and showing myself I wasn't sure I didn't know if I was gonna get through I didn't know like what it was gonna feel like and I did it and I'm like oh I did it I did it did I do it like perfectly did I keep up with every single interval no did I stop early on some of them Yes was I moving slower than the guy in the peloton video? yes. And I still did it. And it still counts. And it still changed a little teeny tiny part of me and gave me evidence as to what I am capable of. Um, and so I think that's what I think that's really like what I wanted to share. Um actually I kind of made some notes for this, and I'm looking at them right now, and I do see there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, but you know what? I don't even think it's necessary. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Um. Thank you for listening. This ended up being a little bit shorter than the first one, like three minutes or so. I actually think this was like a really good choice to re-record. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this podcast, whether it's this episode or the whole podcast, with anyone that you think could benefit from it. Um, there are so many people out there who need this support. Um, I am reminded it reminded of it every day. And that is a big part of what keeps me going in this work because I'm not doing like the sexy, hot shot, dramatic work in this space of before and after photos and drastic changes and change your life in 30 days. I'm in this for like, oh, you got to work on this for a year to see an outcome. And you're going to feel the changes internally before you're going to see them externally. And there's nothing sexy about that. And it's it's a much longer time for people to kind of accept that and get on board. And yet we all need it, right? This is, this is like the real stuff. So thank you for being here. Thank you for support and for listening. I always appreciate a star rating, um, that just helps the podcast show up more and get shown to more people to whom it might be helpful. And that is all for today. thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Movement Diaries. If you love this episode or are enjoying this podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want more information or want to learn more about me or anything I offer, you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is just my first name and my last name, Jordana Adelstein. Website is the same thing. I have lots of free classes and tutorials and I'm always sharing. I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, sharing what's going on in my life and how to make movement and exercise a more joyful part of your routine. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.